Welcome to Dishing the Science with Dr. Sue. I'm your host, Dr. Sue Peterson. I'm a Canadian physician, a specialist in endocrinology and metabolism, and a diplomat of the American Board of Obesity Medicine. I draw on my over 20 years of clinical experience and my extensive research background to examine the complex issues surrounding weight management, diabetes, and overall health. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, everyone, and thanks for joining me on drsue.ca. That's drsue.ca. Today we're talking about whether diabetes remission with lifestyle changes alone is a realistic long-term goal. Guidelines currently recommend lifestyle change as a strategy to achieve diabetes remission, and more on diabetes remission on a link that I've put in my blog post today. Remission gives people freedom from disease, and by definition, freedom from treatment, including medication. Recent data also suggests that diabetes remission is associated with a reduction in diabetes-related health complications. But is diabetes remission really a realistic long-term goal? A recent analysis from the Look Ahead study was conducted, which was a study of intensive lifestyle intervention versus standard diabetes care in people with type 2 diabetes. The intensive lifestyle group received a program of reduced calorie intake and increased exercise, while the standard care group received usual diabetes care and lifestyle support. Data were examined on almost 4,500 people with type 2 diabetes and overweight or obesity who participated in the trial. They looked at whether diabetes remission was associated with improvement in kidney or cardiovascular disease risk. They found that people who achieved diabetes remission at any time point during the 12-year follow-up had a 33% lower risk of kidney disease and a 40% lower risk of cardiovascular disease compared to those who didn't achieve remission. For those who achieved at least four years of diabetes remission, the risk reduction was even greater at 55 and 49% respectively. And there's a link to all that data in my blog post. Now, all of this sounds great, but... Diabetes remission was achieved at any time point during the study by only 12.7% of participants. In the intensive lifestyle group, only 11% of people in the intervention group achieved remission at one year, and this number had decreased to 4% by the eight-year mark. In real-world studies, the data on sustained remission rates of diabetes are even worse. In the UK National Diabetes Audit, remission was only 1% in the overall population with diabetes. In a recent observational study in Hong Kong, which included over 37,000 people with newly diagnosed type 2 diabetes enrolled in a risk assessment and management program, people who experienced diabetes remission had higher survival rates than those who did not. However, only 6.1% of people achieved diabetes remission during a median follow-up of almost eight years. During a median follow-up of just over three years, over two-thirds of people who had achieved diabetes remission had relapsed back to diabetes. Now, there are studies that show higher diabetes remission rates, at least initially. In the Diadem 1 study, diabetes remission was 61% at one year. In the direct study, remission of diabetes was 46% at a year and 36% at two years. However, at five years, the data that has been presented, though not yet published, shows that only 7% of people in the original treatment arm were still in remission at five years. It's also important to note that both Diadem 1 and direct employed total diet replacement with calorie intake of 800 to 850 calories per day. The higher diabetes remission rates in these studies was likely related to this more dramatic initial lifestyle intervention. For all of these studies, a theme that is consistent that is is that the likelihood of diabetes remission and sustained remission is greater with greater weight loss. At least 10% weight loss seems to give the best chance of diabetes remission. 
Taking all these data into consideration, I find myself coming back to the futility of recommending lifestyle alone to people with type 2 diabetes in hopes that they will enjoy sustained diabetes remission. Okay, if we employ an intensive strategy with meal replacements and lots of support, a substantial proportion of people will go into remission for a while. And yes, even a shorter duration of diabetes remission appears to have health benefits, which is great. But given that intensive lifestyle intervention is difficult to reproduce in the real world, given that 10% weight loss is extremely difficult to achieve and sustain with lifestyle change alone, and given that remission, if it happens, is unlikely to be sustained, doesn't it make sense to employ a treatment approach that has a better likelihood of giving more sustained success? Not to mention that most people who battle elevated weight have done so for years and have usually already tried managing with lifestyle many times before going on to develop diabetes. Sending that person home from clinic to try again with lifestyle alone may also be setting that person up for a sense of failure if they don't achieve enough weight loss to get to diabetes remission. So the bottom line here is that diabetes remission is good for health, even if it's sustained only for a short term. However, few people are able to achieve diabetes remission in the real world or usual clinical practice, and even fewer are able to sustain it for the long term. Read more on other strategies for diabetes control or remission strategies uh, with a link that I've put in my blog post today. That's it for now. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Dishing the Science with Dr. Sue. For more information about current hot topics and science relating to obesity, diabetes, and overall health, check out the show notes for links and visit drsue.ca. That's D-R-S-U-E dot C-A. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platforms. Medical discussion on this podcast is of a general nature only, not designed to give specific medical advice to individuals nor their individual healthcare providers, and is intended for a Canadian audience.